It's all yours. Hey, awesome. Thanks. How's everybody doing today? Like I always say, we have now a message going on today, but I always believe that we are here together in a large group setting to worship God, to praise God, the one true God, one Holy Spirit in all of us if you believe in Jesus. So it's great to know that as we praise Jesus in song, as we worship him in prayer, as we worship him in the message, God is moving and God is working in our lives. Do you really believe that? Because when we come here in a large group setting, listen, God is going to speak to you personally as an individual. When you worship in song, as, as, those, the, as we sing, as we worship in song, God is speaking to you as you sing and God is revealing things to you maybe something a little bit differently than to me, but it's still the same God. As we worship in prayer, we get engaged in prayer because God is speaking to you. He cares about each and every one of us and in the word, in the message, I am more than okay if you guys veer off for just a minute and if God, only if God is speaking to you, not about breakfast, but about another word in the word of God, giving you a passage to encourage you, to propel you, to spur you on, so that you can continue to grow and mature in your faith and then get, of course, back on the path with the message. Because when we pray, when we speak, when we sing, God's word is so mighty and so powerful. And how many of you know he has so many things to say, God, and he wants to speak to you. So as I speak today in today's message, I'm hoping that God reveals something to you. And I know he will because he does to me all the time. In fact, every time I hear a message or a song or, or somebody says something, God clicks something in me and it spurs something on because it's God's word and he's speaking to us. We just need to open up our ears and listen. Come on, you follow me, brothers and sisters? Because I just don't want us to be here and, oh, this is nice. They painted the room and it looks even better now and it's more modern and that's cool. It's awesome, but we want a transformation from within, don't we? It's a spiritual soul transformation and not an outside physical transformation. That's great, but nothing beats a soul and spiritual transformation as God speaks to us on a personal level. You ready for the word? All right. Well, we're going to go into, if you're taking notes, and I'm going to read this verse, and this is the most, probably one of the most popular verses of all times. If you're a Christian, you probably have it memorized. If you're a Christian, you probably have a bumper sticker of it, or you saw a bumper sticker of it. Half of you already know what I'm going to go to. Guess what it is? Yes, I hear a lot of you say, John 3, 16. It's from the NIV version, and this is what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Everybody say, shall not. <laughs> one more time, because that's so important. Shall not perish. You're catching this, brothers and sisters? Those who believe in Jesus, that God so loved us, meaning that God so loved the world, this is meaning that he was taking us out of harm's way. He is taking us out of death. That those who believe shall not perish. It means that if we know Jesus, we know life. If we have Jesus, if we receive Jesus, we have life. If we live with Jesus and he lives within us, we live Life, because we shall not perish. Death has no victory on us. Oh, death, where is your sting? That we have a place with God forever. This is a powerful verse. It's, it's so common and we use it all the time. But when we really look at it, there is so much in this verse. Because for one, God is saying that we are loved. That he loved the world. And this is for all all to accept and believe in Jesus, that we are loved by God. But it also reveals, this is revealing that we are lost. That we are all lost. And for those of you who believe in Jesus now, we now have this future glory. We now shall not perish. We are no longer lost, but we are found. We are found, we are in a family with Christ Jesus, with the Spirit of God living in us. We shall not perish, but it also makes us liable. We have the responsibility. 
And there are some people online today, maybe there's somebody here today that has not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and I just want to tell you, he loves you that he gave his one and only son, but you are liable to believe in him. You are responsible to believe in him. I'm responsible. I'm liable. He has given me a free will, a choice to accept what Christ has done for us, this gift. And our faith pushes us and propels us because of the grace of God and the mercy of God and the love of God. This is who we serve. This is who we follow. This is our King and this is our Lord. That as we accept Jesus, we have life forever. And as we have life forever, we should have life in the spirit and in the soul. Because that's what's more important. Because out here, this world is full of sin and things will disappear and things will rust. But our soul and spirit is what God wants to propel us in, to grow us, to grow us and mature us and to strengthen us so that we can continually be the head and not the tail in the spirit and the soul. You're catching what I'm throwing at you, brothers and sisters. Because this is, this is a hard fact for me that sometimes I look out to the things of this world as my source. This verse also teaches us now that we are the light of the world, the salt of this earth, that we reveal Christ no matter what is going on, that we are propelling, revealing, declaring that we are part of a family, a relationship with Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and we now are the light of this world. We reflect Jesus. We are loved, but we're liable. We were lost, and there are some of you that are lost, but God loves you that he gave his one and only son, and we are to be the light and the salt of this earth. See, we have this eternal life, and we will live forever, but we have got to understand something. This world will pass away, because in Matthew 24, 35, Notes if you're taking it, Matthew 24, 35. I'm going to read from the NIV. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This world, the things of this world is going to pass away, but Jesus is declaring and he's revealing and he's saying, but my words, they will never pass away. My words last. My words is promise. My words stay true. My words are going nowhere. What I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is that we trust in Jesus and his words more than we trust in the natural and the physical and this world. This is who we have, this is what we have to do. This is who we serve, that we put our trust, our focus, our love on Jesus because his words will continually be there. He goes on and it says this in, in 1 John 2, 17. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. I'm trying to share something with us. We've got to understand something, that this world is temporal, that the things of this world will not last. In fact, he says this, that the desires of this world will pass away. And when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like, and I don't know if anybody's been in this boat, but I feel like I've been following the world's desires more than I've been following the word of God. And it's crazy to do that because the word is describing and declaring that this world the world's desires will pass away. So why am I following something that is temporal instead of something that is eternal and that is something that is forever into something that brings life in my soul, in my spirit? I allow things of this world and what things happen in this world and what people say affect my soul and spirit. When brothers and sisters, I need to understand that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that those who believe in him shall not perish, that we shall have life, that now we can bring heaven to earth. And I could just get just a little taste of it. We just have a little taste of it. We don't have it all yet. We have not seen this full future glory. We have not seen all the glory of God. We can't even contain it. But someday we will see everything to its fullest. So in the meantime, let me not, let us not follow things that are temporal or the desires of our flesh that are going to disappear forever and follow the one who is forever. Woo, come on, somebody. You catching what I'm throwing here right now, what I'm preaching here today. In Revelations, it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. 
couple verses down in Revelation 21, verse 3, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone for ever thank you lord that the tears and the pain and the trials and the tribulation and the fear will be gone forever see we will live in a place a new heaven a new earth heaven fully on earth as we get a taste of it yeah we're going to struggle as we get a taste of it we're going through trials and tribulations as we get a taste of it worry and doubt and condemnation try to sink its claws and teeth in us but we've got to understand we will have a new heaven on earth and god himself will be with us wiping away every pain Ever that we had on this earth so let us today grab just a little bit of that heaven right now of what God has done for us Jesus dying on the cross so that we may live life here and not affect our soul and our spirit you may take my life in the natural but you cannot take my spirit and my soul because his word and our spirit and our soul will continue to live on somebody Woo, this is who we serve. This is the God that we follow. We will live in a place that we'll have without, that we will have everything of God's desires in us. We will know truly what it is to worship, truly what it is to dance and sing and praise and work and walk and speak and fellowship. We will truly have it all, all that God has intended and desired for us because his word is true and it will last forever or oh, we shall not perish so i this is twofold right here before i get on to the next part twofold this is for those of you online that are watching or anybody here today that have not given their heart to jesus and you are lost jesus is always giving an opportunity oh for he so loved the world so that you can now be liable so that you can be found, so that you can have life forever. See, because I know one thing, whether I'm a Christian or I was not a Christian, I always understood there's got to be something more. There has to be something more. This could not just be it. And if you don't follow Jesus, you know what I'm talking about because deep down inside, you know there's got to be more. And the more is this life that is forever. This is the more, that God is more than enough. He's giving us eternal life. He's giving us life forever. He's giving a life where you will not perish. So if we do not believe in Jesus, and if you are lost, there is a category that we're in that we shall perish, but God is giving an opportunity so that you can have life, so that you can live in spirit and soul with passion and excitement and joy from God and only God. And then I'm talking to us, those Christians, us holy, holy people. Oh, we're so righteous and so holy and so loving and caring and, 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 and we're so hungry for God though, aren't we? so thirsty for God. Now I'm talking about me right here, and if you wanna put yourself in my category, by all means do so, don't leave me just hanging by myself, but as a Christian and as a believer, I have life. I have this life forever, but can I tell you something? As a Christian, as someone who loves the Lord, follower of Jesus, I sometimes, maybe most of the time, and maybe I'm being hard on myself, but maybe a lot of the time, I live like I'm lost. Anybody there with me? You know, we let the things of this world get the better of us. We let the things and the circumstances and the situation forget that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish. See, I need to understand something, and we all need to understand something. We get to live forever. Death 
has no victory in our lives for those who call on the name of the Lord. And as we understand that we shall not perish, let that be a spark inside our spirit and our soul that ignites a flame that brings on a fire of passion, of a desire to continue to press on and not give up and praise God through it all. Through it all, because God has the last say, and God has the last word, and God's words will never perish. It will continue and last forever. Mm, that's who we serve, somebody. And I'm hoping today, after this message, there is a burning passion of fire inside of us that no matter what is going on, as hard as it is, as we cry, as we weep, we will ultimately, at the end of our day, at the end before we fall asleep, at the end of our prayer, we're praising God in the midst of it because we shall not perish. Hmm. So as I was studying this message and I was just praying and I was like, hey, God, what are you speaking to me? You know, bring some things out there. Like then when I click on things, let me just, you know, just add stuff to me. I just, that's how I do things sometimes. Or when I'm reading, I highlight things, that's good. Or, or when I'm reading the Bible, like most of you, you know, God's speaking to you, downloading things to you. And I saw this on my journey. Now, what I'm going to show you here is I'm not the first pastor to, to show this. In fact, I started with Pastor Brian and other pastors, and it's like, I feel like every pastor pretty much has preached something on this with this picture, and from Billy Graham to even before Billy Graham. So we're going to show this picture. It's a picture of, and it's called the chess players. Now, most people call this checkmate. I was doing a study. You could do a study on your own. I'm not a, art, art, a historian of an artist, so you could check to see. I believe it's called the chess players, but a lot of people call it checkmate. And in this painting, you see the devil in the green with the feather is playing a man. Now, today's title is called Checkmate, Heaven With Us. Now, checkmate means that the king has no more moves and cannot escape. That's checkmate when you play chess, that the king has no more moves and now the opponent beats you. You can't move, so that, that person is won. During checkmate in life, it's when a person is trapped, vulnerable, and powerless, and the other maintains the power. Some synonyms for checkmate is master, annihilate, quell, conquer, enslave, crush, end, finish, terminate. That's checkmate. It's over. It's done. Enough said. What I checkmate, the last words is what you're going to hear when you walk off and you lose. That's it. Checkmate. You're done. Now, now, if we're all in an art gallery, just, just, you know, just pretend for just help me out here. We're in an art gallery and we're looking at this painting and the teacher asks me, not you, me, because I'm up here right now, so I have to explain it a little bit. And they say, okay, Michael, what do you see in that painting? Can you describe that painting? Well, first of all, I'm going to say, okay, I see a chessboard and I see a chessboard on a coffin. And you can't see it, but that coffin has skulls and all this stuff below it too. But the chessboard is on a coffin. When I look at that, it looks like it's a life of matter and death. I mean that this person is fighting for his soul and his spirit. There's a game of life right here, and it's a matter of life and death. Just like for all of us, we could say that we are on a chessboard and the enemy is strategically placing things on us as God wants us to focus on him and make moves according to his ways and his will. So we see that. Then, then there's a spider right at the edge of, the, of the, 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 the table, the coffin. And I look at the spider and I see that it can, it's, it's mirroring what is happening, that the spider is trying to spin a web of lies and deceit. That's exactly what the enemy does. Tries to get you entrapped into feeling like this world is more than the word of Jesus. Jen, I now know why you hate spiders. I, I could see the spiders are evil in this painting. Now, I'm not afraid of spiders, but if it was a rat, I'd be throwing my own daughter in its in harm's way. <laughs> kidding. I mean, I've done it, but kidding. <laughs> And that's exactly what the devil does. A web of lies, of deceit. Forgetting that we shall not 
perish. And to those who do not accept Jesus, to just keep focusing on the things of this world and staying, staying into these web of lies that the enemy is just pushing on you. And then we see the lion and he's above a skull. You can't see the skull, but he's above the skull as if showing like, I am a lion that devours and roams around and looking for who I can attack. And I just got one. And who, what makes you any different? And this man is distraught. He's in despair. He's helpless. And then we see the devil just looking arrogant. He's got all more chest pieces than the man does. And he's wearing a feather in his cap. And during those times, in that time when the painting was painted, the feather meant arrogancy, like victory is mine, like another feather in my cap. It's a rooster's feather, arrogant, prideful. And the devil is winning in this moment, you could see, and, and people call this painting checkmate, for this man is finished. And it looks like whether he's lost, he does not have eternal life, or whether he's a Christian, he's living like his life is lost. And he's in despair, he's helpless. And he's not looking to the hope of Jesus, that he died for us so that we can have eternal life. Now, now there's, a, there's a cool story about this painting. About 1855, 18, maybe a little bit later, there was a man by the name of Paul Morphy, very awesome, like one of the best chess players ever. And some people still consider him probably one of the best chess players ever to live, but definitely the top 10 chess players to ever live. And I believe when he saw this painting, you got to read it, he died at a young age. He retired at a young age in chess. He became a lawyer, died around 47. So, so around um, 1888, I think there was an article written about this situation. Now, he died probably a couple years before that, but there was a story about him in the museum. In the museum and this painting, I believe at that time, was in France, in, in Paris. And um, he's looking at this painting. And he's looking at it, and his buddy was with him, and he's like, checkmate, the devil has him. And he's looking at this painting, and he sees it, and the story goes that he goes home, and he plays with all the pieces, or he does it there. you got to read it yourself. Like I said, I'm not a history buff. Uh, I, I like history, but I, there's so many vague, different stories on it. So, but they say that this is a true story, that there's proof to this. And he says this. He goes, this man is not finished. This man still has some moves to make. In fact, the king has one more move. Woo. The king has one more move. Come on, somebody. We shall not perish. The king has one more move. We will live forever. We will receive this heaven on earth and God himself will be with us, wiping away every tear, condemnation, shame, suffering because the king, Jesus, has one more move because his words will last forever. So if the enemy is thinking that he is one, he has lost. You know what's sad about this painting is when you look at the angel, looking at the man, and how sad the angel is. When you first look at it, you're seeing even the angel is helpless. Even the angel is in despair. Even the angel sees that this man is defeated as the devil is saying, checkmate. But that's not the case because Jesus is the way to life. Jesus is the one who says checkmate. So what's sad about this painting is as Christians, as I understand this now, as a Christian, I feel like I've been living like I'm lost, walking in defeat, walking in failure, focusing on all my battles that I've lost, you see, because the, the pieces, the devil has more of the battles won. But Jesus is saying, checkmate, I've won the war. Woo! This is some heavy stuff, somebody. So what's sad about this painting now, if you're going to ask me as to just figure out this painting and talk about it a little bit more, 
um, the angel, I feel like, is now looking at the man and is saddened, not because he's lost, but because he doesn't realize he's won. He's got one more move, and his name is Jesus. Woo, can you give Jesus a shout of praise, a shout of thanks? Somebody be excited today in this room that Jesus is the one that says, checkmate. See, as the beast, you can't see it, but there's beasts coming down the pole. And I look at that as temptation is trying to suck you in. Temptation and condemnation and guilt and shame and all the battles that you lost and all the failures that you've, you've provided in your life and all the things that you've done wrong. And they're trying to grab you in every corner of your life. In every pole, you look this way and that way. And all you see is failure. All you see is defeat. All you see is I've lost this battle. I've lost this battle. But God is saying, I am the one who does not allow temptation to get the better of you. There is always a way out, for we have eternal life. You want Jesus, then we have life. You live with Jesus, then we live with life in spirit and in soul. And I know in the natural, we've lost a lot of battles. But in the end of it all, the war is ours. Woo! That's something to spark a fire inside of us so that we can continue to move on. Because here's the thing. As we cry, as we, as we go through pain, as we go through suffering, as we fight to just grasp, grasp our dreams or our desires or goals, as we grasp to just continue to seek the Lord, I'm here to tell somebody. I'm here to say something to somebody. As we go through this, as we press on, there is no checkmate for those who call on the name of the Lord. There is no checkmate. Jesus is the final say. Jesus is the final word. And Jesus is the one that says, checkmate somebody. So we need to rise up in our spirit and in our soul and understand this devil checkmate on you you think i'm helpless i may feel helpless but i am not hopeless somebody come on when depression is setting in when anxiety is taking over we need to say checkmate you devil because the king has one more move. And I'm not finished yet. And when I am finished here on this earth, whatever time that will be, I have a place in eternity. And I will know full well the fullness of God. And I will understand that I have won this war. In fact, I was telling this message that I was speaking on to my investor. He came over house and we're trying to figure out some things that we need to move around. And he was telling me a story, a personal story about him and his wife. And he had COVID. A while back and he was in the hospital him and his wife were in the hospital together how about that they're in the hospital and they thought they were about to die he really said we're, we're dying we're gonna die he's in his 60s he felt like this was it they weren't doing so well but all he was doing in the hospital was praising and worshiping God I'm like wow really and he's like yeah but you know what the best thing is the greatest thing was is I was just like Jesus if I'm gonna see you now praise God God because I have life forever and I'm like wow he goes yeah you know I was sad like I couldn't be with my grandkids but the thought of being with God woo, life forever come on somebody something was happening in his spirit and in his soul allow God he lived by the way so does his wife he's still here praise God bringing honor and glory to God but this is the thing brothers and sisters as we go through trials as depression is trying to set in and it's trying to attack you understand this there's life in you seek the help that you need take the things that you need but do not give up on Jesus because he has the final say somebody He's got one more move. Heaven is with us. Luke 15.10, King James Version. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Do you know that heaven is with us? 
checkmate. Thank you, Jesus. Heaven is cheering us. Heaven is spurring us on, encouraging us. Heaven is with us. And we now get a little bit of that heaven now where someday we will have all the heavens of God, all the things of God. We will see all things clearly. But as now, let us continue to press on to know that heaven is for us. Do you know why the, the word says our spirit... Um, groans and, and we, we, when we go through these pains because we the Spirit is, is telling us something. There's something more and something greater. But in the meantime, allow the Spirit of God to fill up your spirit and soul because the earth and the things of this world will pass away. So I'm going to focus on the things that do not. And his name is Jesus. This is why at the end of Jesus, when he was on the cr cross, as God gave his one and only son, that those who believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There are two people beside him. They call them the thieves. And this is what it says in Luke 23, verse 39. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other responded and rebuking him and said this, Do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly for we are receiving what we deserve for our crimes. But this man, this man Jesus has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus has the final say. Jesus has the final move. And as the man on the one side was hurling abuse at him, belittling Jesus for a crime that he deserved for, from what was from the world out there that they felt like he deserved this crime, as they were punishing him, as they were torturing him, he turns to Jesus and abuses Jesus just as the people were abusing Jesus. What was he doing? These guys were abusing him. And instead of turning to Jesus, he fell into the ways of the world and let the abusers, the ones who could care less for him, he joined them. It reminds me, I was watching Back to the Future with Jen a couple weeks ago, and I remember Biff, Biff coming to George McFly, making fun of George McFly, hello McFly, and Marty McFly, George's son, was with him in the diner, and Biff turns to Marty and starts picking on Marty, and George McFly, instead of sticking up for Marty, he starts making fun of Marty also, because now he wants to join in with the bully. Let me tell you, the world's sin is not our friend. And this man was joining in the people that were taking him out when all the time he had the Savior pointing right at him. Come to me. I am the one who will give you eternal life. Life in me. Come on, somebody. We have got to say checkmate devil. I am turning to Jesus. And this man understood, hey, I deserve this. These are the crimes and punishment that I will get considering to the laws of this world. But this man who is perfect and holy made nothing, did nothing wrong, but yet dying for mankind, for all of us, Jesus, will you remember me? I made a lot of mistakes, Jesus. I had a lot of pieces taken away from my chessboard. I've lost a lot of battles, Jesus. I'm losing this battle, Lord, but I'm calling on you in the last move to win the war. You will be with me in paradise, Jesus said. So as we just let that sink today, brothers and sisters, checkmate heaven with us. God died for us. I want you to understand something. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish. And there are too many people out there, brothers and sisters, that will not accept Jesus, that will not be liable, and we just need to be that light, that whatever's going on in this world, whatever's going on in our life, that they continue 
to see Jesus in and through our spirit and our soul because we're good, because we have life. But let us not live like we are lost in this world so that those who do not know him truly, truly see God the way he really is, perfect, holy, gentle, kind, loving and just, mighty, powerful, strong, who is for us and not against us. So let us be, as, as I believe in the verse it says in Jeremiah, let us be that tree planted in water. Let us be that, 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 the, the, the feet standing on the cornerstone of who Jesus is, that salvation is ours, and be planted in Jesus, that he has one more move, and he is not finished with you yet. Amen. Did you receive something today? God bless you. Pastor Brian is going to come back up. Amen. Excellent word, Pastor Michael. You know, uh, one of the names of God is Emmanuel. God is with us. And heaven is definitely with us, as Pastor Michael described today. I just, uh, I, this, is, this is good stuff. How many, how many are encouraged by that message today? Okay. Just want to wrap up with a couple uh, announcements for us today as we as we close out. One of the things that has uh, been at the core of Inspiration Nine Church is is prayer. We believe that uh, you know it says in the latter days it says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. And this was a declaration that Christ made. And, and I believe that this is something that is core to the life of a believer is prayer. And so not only do we pray here in the church on Sundays, but we also pray throughout the week. And it's something I want to encourage you to continue to develop in your life is prayer. And so on Monday nights, we also have lighthouses. Uh, this is where you have an opportunity to pray together with the body of Christ uh, on Monday evenings. They start at 630. They go till 710. Um, for those of you who are joining in at other people's houses, they have uh, discipleship and fellowship and other things that take place with it. But I just want to encourage you, if you have not joined in on those uh, streams yet on uh, YouTube or Facebook, join us and, and get connected because prayer is something that is a caught process. You can talk about it all day long, but it's something that you need to actually activate in your life. And as you catch those fires in, inside your heart, it's going to continue to grow and it's going to be something that spreads into the body of Christ. And I believe this is very important for the day and age that we live in. If you want information about those things, they have, uh, the ushers can always, you know, provide you a place uh, and, and we can sign up to uh, attend the lighthouse. If not, there's information in the foyer that you can gather that, okay? Another thing I want you guys to just be aware of is, is that um, we have new, new changes and different things that are always continuing uh, to happen here um, at the church. Uh, this summer, we have all of our youth programs that are going to be running all through. Both junior and seniors are now joined together for the next three months. They have a lot of different activities and outreaches. So if you know, you know family or friends or, or neighbors, et cetera, who have children from the ages of uh, basically from grade six all the way through 12, uh, invite them out some information. They got whole schedules in the foyer that you can really just, you know, share and, and just really build the, the community of the body of Christ. How many know that's important, that we have community and fellowship within the body of Christ? And that's something that's important not only for our kids, but for our youth, as well, of our, as, well as our young people and, and married people and elderly within the church, because community is really important. And God put each other in our lives for us to be able to do such. Okay, he didn't just put us here on this planet, you know, to only just have a relationship with him. He also created us for a relationship with others. So that's really important. Um, we're excited about Pastor Michael Quinlan. He's uh, hopefully going to be graduating out of his uh, Navy course uh, momentarily. Uh, and, and so with that, he's also, you know, has some, uh, some outreaches and different things that are going to be taking place uh, within Essex County. Uh, for those of you who are part of those reach out teams, we'll be starting to get in contact with you, but if you want to get out there and start to, you know, reach out and be the hands and feet of Christ into the community, uh, these are not all things that are just, you know, just straight up, you know, evangelism. There's all kinds of elements of being the hands and feet out into the community, our reach out programs. I just encourage you to get a hold of Pastor Michael Quinlan while he's even here today. Uh, look forward, we'll contact him. And, and these are things that we can get you get you involved in doing the great commission that we are charged with in the word of God. You guys with me? Yeah. 
Amen. And stand up, you guys. We're gonna, I'm going to close out in prayer. i got one last announcement for you. I just also want to encourage you, if you're here and you've been attending you know, for a while, to just get involved as well within your local church. I gave you an opportunity, for instance, to even reach out. But we have those volunteer applications, whether you want to get involved with children's ministry, you want to get involved with the band, you want to get involved. But we believe that it's really important to serve together in the body of Christ. And so I just want to close out in prayer. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that today that the word of the Lord went forth. And Father, that is powerful and that it changes people's lives. And Father, as we go forth, Father, even into the mission field this week, I pray, Lord, that you would be with us, that the anointing would be there, that your favor would be there. And I thank you, Lord, that we walk forth in love. Father, bless those who were here today and those who are online. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Say hi to somebody before you leave today. And we just encourage you guys to have a great and a prosperous week. The altars are It just ended. <laughs> so if this is your um, first time tuning into the After Nine Show, basically what we are is we are a uh, like a greeting point for people <laughs> that are watching online. Maybe they weren't here and they want to just have like an extra little chit chat about what we learned today. Right? What did you learn? <laughs> what did I learn today? I always want to go into the VeggieTales theme song when I do this. And so what we have. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get flagged for copyright. So no, what did I learn today? I really liked it. I liked the checkmate element. I loved prayer. I loved how the kids got up there and they did like a little like have the heart of a child. I think that's the thing I struggle with is I feel like sometimes I enter into too much of a realistic mentality. And even Pastor Sherry, like I'll just, I'll be like, no, it's not gonna happen. She goes, no, no, it, it will happen. I'm like, no, ABCD has happened. So it's not, it's fine. I'm okay. And she's like, no, Sarah. And so she's always like pushing me to have like the faith of a child. But I'm just like, no, reality says this is the way that it is. And, <laughs> and she's like, no. It's weird that it's such an epiphany for something so simple to be so complicated, but be so simple. And But it's it's hard. It's it, Absolutely, it's hard. It's really hard. But it's simple. <laughs> That's the thing. I know, I know. I struggle with it too. So this is the thing about faith that bothers me. <laughs> is that I struggle with it probably the most for like all the spiritual elements in my life. But what does the Bible say? Without faith, what? We are nothing. Can I just grab this fuzz? Yep. No, it's impossible to please God. You'll get it. You'll get it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it. I said. Marsha's looking at me like, I didn't hear you. Like, Should we let her in? She's yeah, begging. Let's, let's She's dying to get in Include her in the conversation. Hi, Sarah. Come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're going to be right in the right middle? Right, right near the line. So, I was just, you have to stand up here. For a little okay. bit. There you go. Stand Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I'm the little one. Did you huh? see our new background? I did. It's green. It's green. <laughs> not, not for everybody else. Not for everybody else. <laughs> so, I was just talking about the whole faith element that we were touching on this morning during okay. prayer. And I said, like, I was telling Josiah, something I struggle with is when the outcome has always been the same. And then to change my mentality to have like more like a faith-based mentality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um like pastor sherry gets mad at me because i'll say no because if the sky is always blue then i'm not going to expect the sky to be purple because the sky is blue you know <laughs> mm -hmm. that's just a for instance okay <laughs> um but she's like no sarah you need to have faith you need to have hope and i said to josiah the thing i don't like about faith is that the bible says without faith it's impossible to use god i know gross, gross. <laughs> that's that it so that's true. all i have to say that is so true, and that's the enemy's job is to come and steal our faith, you know, and it's really a test of our faith when that happens because we can say one thing and we can do another thing, but then when it when the rubber meets the road, it's where do we really stand? You know, where is our faith? That'll show if you really have faith. Mm -hmm. In the difficulties of life is when you find out <laughs> the most. It's, it's that point of like, oh my gosh, now that everything's going wrong, I can see why it is because I haven't been building myself up and preparing mm -hmm, myself for mm -hmm. this said issue or event or whatever might be happening. Um, but throughout yep. the message, the other thing that I wanted to bring up that I really loved is the fact that through, through the image he used, the picture yes. of the, the chess match, there's all these things going on around him. And when he, when he talked about um, being pulled every which way, trying mm -hmm. to understand like, 
and all all he had to say from the perspective of the uh, Jesus fighting for his soul in that chess match was it is done he is king like it's it's one simple thing that holds such such weight that could just completely eliminate everything within your vicinity that's pulling you away distracting you doing all mm-hmm. these different things to you i thought that was incredible that, that really, was really that was really home. interesting because I don't, I don't know how to play chess yeah. but when he said checkmate i realized that means the final move right yeah. Game's so it doesn't over. matter what we're going through. We might feel defeated within ourselves, but that's when our faith needs to come forth or mm-hmm. when it'll show if you have faith, when you can say God has the final say. It doesn't matter what you say. It's what God says that matters. Is checkmate Amen? the final move or is check the final move? Check, checkmate is when you make your move. That That's the game over. The king has nowhere to check go. Check is that's like game. the threatening check, second Check, check is when you can only move your king or get your king out of danger. In a sense. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he said, "Checkmate, game over." Checkmate, right? checkmate game, game over. over. But God has. But God's the one, one who's more saying move, it. Right? Yeah. So the painting was titled incorrectly. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the message was still. Great. I was thinking about that during the message. Yeah. But I, I do like it because even even if in our own minds we see checkmate, it's pretty much Jesus saying like, "Reset the board. You're not done yet." Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you see yourself or where you think yourself. It's it's not over yet. Mm-hmm. It's good too. It, you know when he was. He did mention the three men on the cross, right? Yep. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, were, we were getting there, don't worry. <laughs> oh, you were getting there. <laughs> okay, I'm getting ahead of you. No, you're just no, when he perfect. said the three men on the cross, it all looked like death was inevitable. Mm-hmm. That was going to be the final say. But when the one said, you know, why don't you come down from the cross? And then the other one said, remember me. Remember me. God has the final say. Yeah. And he said, this day, what? You shall be with me in paradise. <laughs> so God has the final say. So can we say checkmate there? Is yep. that the right move? Yep. Yeah, that's checkmate. checkmate. Yeah. God said checkmate. checkmate. The right move. You will be with me from this day forward yeah. mm-hmm. in paradise. Yeah. That's so good. Amen. I think it's great because even the whole concept of like, it's not over till it's over. You know? mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that we serve that kind of God. Like we were... Uh, um, uh, I got nervous because Pastor Howie came. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say something, Howie? Do you want to say something? Yeah, you had something no. you wanted to say <laughs> no. in church. Yes, yeah. you did. Come here. You said something interesting when you sat by me. You said, remember this. What was it? When, 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 when he said that the thief on either side of him, Jesus had his hand stretched out, pointing to him, talking to him. I never seen it like that before. With his arms stretched out, he was pointing at that guy, saying, you could have the same as this man, but he didn't have it. He didn't take it. Wow. That is wow. Oh, here. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> What's this guy doing? I lost my train of thought. Thanks for popping in. Um, oh, oh, yes. How we, <laughs> we serve a God that it's not over till it's over. Mm-hmm. And right. then uh, at Youth on Friday, we were discussing different types of other beliefs in the world. Um, and there was one, I don't remember. I don't remember the, the one. Of, the one about suffering, how the human life is based off suffering. Is it Buddhism? No, no, no. I, was that a nihilism? No, that one is that life is meaningless and nothing matters. <laughs> you guys are over Close. my head. Yeah. I wasn't at youth. <laughs> so there is one, though, that was talking about... Yes, the hopelessness in yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. And that... They basically believe that the human life is is meant for suffering and meant for oh, okay. despair and then at the end it's going to be good and i i think that as christians we know that life isn't going to be easy no uh, and that god never promises us like it says that uh what is that my burden my yoke is easy my burden, burden is, light. is light but it doesn't necessarily mean there's not going to be a yoke on our shoulders mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but because when we apply the word of god when we activate our uh, the intimacy with the Holy Spirit, that we have that extra push to be able to believe, if you have the faith to believe it, that life is good and that God has a plan for our lives and that mm-hmm. it's not meant just to be like, okay, let's go through this pain again, you know, for no yeah. point. Like, there's there's a reason for it. And I always find people who, like, fixate on despair and suffering, it's mm-hmm. it's really tough to only look at that and not recognize all the, the joy and the happiness in life, like, 
with anything you could do and like to to know that like Jesus has provided this for me to not be grateful for it feels almost rude mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really does That's right. uh, like I've been given so much I'm so blessed why why would I discount that <laughs> yeah I like what Pastor Michael said too at the end we win see the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth yeah. so if we read it in the beginning you see where Satan fell and you know people were you know all this stuff happens Gross. but if you yeah. read to the end of the book we win yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just revelations first. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's a, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like he said, John, John 3, 16, too. Yep. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. He said, should not. Yeah. But you'll have everlasting life. So in the end, checkmate. Is that right? Yeah, that's you right. Got it. You got it. You got it. Do you guys Perfect. remember Carmen? Do yes, you remember, I you remember do. Carmen. I do the singer Carmen oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so there was one that he did it was called the courtroom and it was like the, the the guy comes in and then the judge is God and then the prosecutor is Satan and he's okay. like saying all these things you did this you did this you oh, did this okay. you did this and then all of a sudden it's like from the other side of the courtroom and then Jesus comes in you guys should watch it it's really good but it was cool because it was like um, this is where who you are. This is what you're guilty of, and this is what your punishment mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the courtroom is the one and only Son of God, revealed in time and space, <laughs> and he's you your defense attorney who has never lost a case. So I know I can't quote the whole thing, Pastor Sherry. That was Sherry. really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, Sarah, That's how he makes me nervous. But you, <laughs> you should watch it. It's called the courtroom. Basically, it's saying okay. that Jesus is our middleman. They stand in the gap for us. And I like John 3:16. I know that everyone says it. But as far like as it. chess goes, I love the analogy because it's such a strategic game. And it was interesting. The, the devil is a strategist. That, yeah. That's something that's very, very evident. And I love the fact that Jesus is like, it doesn't matter the strategy. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how, how bad you're in right now. There's a, there's a reset that I have ready for you. I have a final move where you're going to come back and you're going to... Yeah, that's right, because his, his job again. is to take you out. And like you said, he strategizes yep. in every area where he sees a weakness. That is where he'll try to take you out. Mm-hmm. But God says, if you keep your eyes on me... He said, I'll bring you through. I remember you the know? rest of the song. You remember it? What is it? He's Give not it. Buddha, Muhammad, or Krishna, or any other who <laughs> succumbed to death. Lady, lady, ladies and gentlemen, on the other side of the courtroom is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. There it is. Pastor Howie, did I do good? He wasn't listening. <laughs> Guys, this was fun. So I love when you're with us. Oh, Thank you too. for joining us. It was fun. Um, tomorrow is Young Adults at the gallery. So if you guys are free and you want to come have a ping pong tournament with me, uh, I'm going to lose. So it'll be an easy <laughs> win. And I got a gift card. So you checkmate before you even start. I just know what I'm available. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, what did we learn, no, Sarah? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no does not apply to ping pong. I'm just seeing. <laughs> Faith does not apply to ping pong. Okay, there we go. Anything else? He always has one more thing to say. Friday, movie night. Friday is movie night. What are you watching? Ooh, I don't know yet. We, we're going to put up a little poll or We something have a list. I want to watch Prince of Egypt. Hmm. No. Well, I, no, it depends the options, though. Like, I want to know what kind of what kind well, of movie like, we're Yeah, like, there's like, like The Incredibles uh, okay. and like, okay. I, Monsters okay. University. I'm going to post it. Anyway, guys, we're really happy that you were with us today. Um, if you want to get connected to our church or you want someone to talk to or encourage you or you just need a friend, you can message us here. You can uh, go on to info at i9church.com or message us on Instagram, whatever. Um, we all look at all this stuff and we'll always respond. But don't don't be afraid to reach out. If you're just watching and you're like silently watching us mm-hmm. and don't have a username and I can't stalk you, <laughs> message us because we want you to get connected and we're here. We're a community-focused church and um, we love you. Amen. I just felt to say that. Amen. And remember, it's not over till God says it's over. That's right. In Christ, we win. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Bye. Bye. Bye.